This podcast is for investment professionals only. It is not for distribution to retail investors. This material has been provided for information and educational purposes only. It is not an offer or solicitation to buy securities. The information provided and the views expressed in this podcast could change and are not necessarily the views of Premier Mighton. Reference to any stock, fund or investment should not be considered advice or an investment recommendation. Any reference to past performance is not a guide to future returns and the value of investments can fall as well as rise. I'm Duncan Goodwin, fund manager of the Premier Global Sustainable Optimum Income Fund. In this podcast, I look at how traditional ways of generating income come with some associated baggage. Everyone has their own reasons to invest. Some just hope to get their money working harder. Others want to put money aside for something special further down the line. And more people are looking to invest for their retirement. So many different needs inevitably lead investors to follow different strategies. One of these strategies could be boosting your income. But to us, a traditional way of generating income comes with some associated baggage. Let's start with what is equity income? Equity income funds invest in companies that aim to pay a dividend. Companies pay out dividends from profits that they've earned but don't need to plough back into the business. A combination of a good dividend yield and some capital growth on top can add up to an attractive total return over time. Lots of equity income funds have the aim of generating both income and capital growth over a time period. Equity income funds can be used within a portfolio to generate cash that the investor can then either choose to reinvest back into the fund or take as income for themselves. That sounds good, so what are the problems? Well, the dividend hunting ground could be shrinking. During the COVID pandemic, some dividend forecast company shares implemented broad-based dividend cuts and suspensions due to the uncertainty about their future cash flows. A couple of years down the line now, the dividend recovery has been worryingly uneven, with mining stocks and other cyclical sectors leading the substantial growth in payouts. More fundamental concerns continue to linger too, such as Is some income investing inherently challenged with the risks of investors backing companies offering high yields rather than hunting sustainable returns? A historical issue for many income funds is that the drive for higher dividends can limit the pool of companies that can be invested in. Inherently, companies with high dividends may have lower growth expectations and even worse, are often in industries that are in structural decline. So let's look at who are the dividend aristocrats. Large dividends can be paid for a few distinct reasons. One of them could be because a business is mature and generating significant amounts of cash, but is running out of opportunities to reinvest that cash. Alternatively, the high dividend could be being used by the board of directors to encourage institutional ownership. A review of the S&P UK High Yield Dividend Aristocrats Index, which is compiled based on the 40 highest dividend yielding UK companies with increasing or stable dividends for the last 10 consecutive years, features, among others, oil and gas companies, banks, tobacco, defence technology companies and alcohol distributors. While these companies can pay dividends because they are cash rich as a result of being successful in building today's economy, These are companies that arguably have a negative impact on society today and may not actually be the first choice for many investors if it wasn't for the dividends that they offer. 
This may especially be the case if future generations of investors are more likely to be concerned about social and governance issues. Let's look at new industries and the dividend generation. We also should question, will these companies be at the core of Industry 4.0? Industry 4.0, also called the fourth industrial revolution, is the next phase in the digitization of the manufacturing sector. Driven by disruptive trends, including the rise of data and connectivity, analytics, human-machine interaction and improvements in robotics. Going back to dividends, factors such as a company's competitive position and end markets matter for that dividend growth. But a sustainable operating model and a forward-thinking management team are also important. Good management of environmental and social risks tends to help companies avoid higher regulatory costs, litigation, brand erosion and stranded assets. Strong governance, meanwhile, reduces the risks associated with over-leveraged balance sheets or risky, value-destroying M&A. This can protect their profits and allows them to be paid out to shareholders as dividends or reflected in their share prices. We believe ESG values and income generation shouldn't be traded off against each other. Investors shouldn't have to trade off strong stock performance and growth in ESG values. Some of the largest companies have been able to balance ethical, social and environmental responsibilities with profitability perfectly. Funds that invest in companies that provide social good, like income-focused funds, are also often limited in what they can invest in. And performance can be driven as much by the popularity or not of that theme as by actual company performance. So what if you have a client who wants to uh, an ESG-based income? The good news, there are options. The most simple solution would be to separate the process of generating income from the process of stock selection. We see this as having three benefits. This solution would offer no restrictions based on the dividends paid to the companies that would be investable. This would allow for a focus on thematic structural growth. This can have a, a positive social bias in the companies that we're investing in. This solution also offers competitive income that can be generated even in times of extreme economic stress when company dividends have in the past been cut. Overall, therefore, the solution would be to offer sustainable structural growth and consistent targeted income, essentially offering the best of both worlds. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this episode interesting and look out for other episodes in the Bright Thinking series. This podcast is for investment professionals only and is issued by Premier Might and Investors, which is the marketing name for Premier Portfolio Managers Limited and Premier Fund Managers Limited, which are authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. The value of investments can fall as well as rise.